once again to Great Grace Ministry, where God beautify you with his own word. We are grateful and thankful for the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are thankful for you. We are thankful for his word. We are thankful for the life that we have. God has made all this possible and beautiful for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How are you doing? The Lord has been gracious to me. And who is your father? My father is greater than all. One more time. Who is your daddy? He's greater than all. Glory to God. If somebody is looking around to see if there is a big money donor somewhere, it doesn't exist. God is greater than any donor. Amen. Wow. During the course of the week, God did something marvelous in our midst. And uh, we are grateful and thankful for using us as a ministry to reach the community on his behalf. A lot of lives were touched. Uh, food were given out. As of today, Great Grace Ministry has given out food worth over $28,000. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you know in some countries where they provided food for the masses, they were hoarding it? This is not a, it is not easy to be a good custodian. And God has made you a custodian. God has made you Joseph of your days. So that when bread fails, they will come to you. Praise the Lord. And for those that came and volunteered, we say, God bless you. For those that made it possible, that took time out, that used your car, your resources, everything that you put in, God bless you. We sent out a feedback through WhatsApp and text. We want people to respond. Everybody that you know that came through you to be a recipient of those blessings, please reach out to them. Tell them to respond. To respond and fill that up. And we want to get that feedback so that we can improve the services for their benefits. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are just getting started. We are just getting started. Okay. Remember the GBKM program is still ongoing? Be a part of it. And for those of you that are responding to the computer needs, make sure they specify why they need the computers. We need those letters and it will be reviewed before we give them out. Let us pray. Father, once again, it is a privilege and honor to share your word 
with your people. We thank you for where we've been. We thank you for where you've taken us. We thank you for what you have made us. We thank you for what you have provided. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for in all things, indeed, you are more than conqueror. We bless your name. As we come before your word, we receive the understanding. We receive the grace, the grace to live by your word. We thank you for your word will bring transformation today. Your word will heal today. Your word will increase someone and catapult somebody to a new destiny. Thank you for all that you've said to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The title of the Simon today is Function as the Living Body of Christ. Function as the Living Body of Christ. Function as the living body of Christ. What did I say it was? Just the living body of Christ? Can you guys project it up so that they can see it? Function as the living body of Christ. Function as a living body of Christ. Christ is not dead. Christ is living through us. And if Christ is living through us, we need to function in that light. We need to function as the living body of Christ, not as the dead body of Christ. We need to affect our world, our generation, So function as the living body of Christ. There are key things that believers need to be conscious of. One is that we must challenge ourselves to live and function as the living body of Christ here on earth. When we get to heaven, we don't need to function anymore because there is nobody to function to. How do you function as the living body of Christ? A church, a believer that is not imparting his word is not functioning as the living body of Christ. A church, a believer, a group of people, whatever name they are called. 
if you are not imparting the word for Christ in your word, your word might be where you work, might be the society where you live, might be where you do your business, might be your school. But in that word, if you are not imparting your generation and functioning for Christ in such group and entities, something is wrong with your faith. God has shown us his kindness and has chosen us for greatness. God has shown us his kindness and chosen us for greatness. And that greatness must be made known in where we live and where we work. Tell somebody I'm chosen for greatness. God has equally marked us with the Holy Spirit. Marked with the Holy Spirit and filled with his power. For what? To function for Christ. God has marked us with the Holy Spirit and feed us with his power so we can function for Christ. Function as a living body. That was why we sang the song we sang. Christ has made me a sanctuary, pure and holy. And he said, tried. Tried and true. Meaning you came out pure. God has made me a living sanctuary, pure and holy. Pure and holy. Try and true. I said, God has marked you with the Holy Spirit, feed you with the Spirit of power, and has freed you from sin. God has freed you from sin and causes and bondages. We are free from them. We are not limited by them. He overcame for those reasons for us. So that we can function in his name. Last week, we said, may God's will be done. And I said, may God's will be done is one of the simple and most powerful prayers you can pray. Whether the times are good, may God's will be done. When there are challenges, may God's will be done. Because God is always fine-tuning you, pruning you for greatness, pruning you for the next level. It might be with the simplest things, it might be with difficulties. 
but in all may God's will be done. Being a Christian does not exempt you from the challenges of life, but you've been equipped by the Holy Ghost. Mark with that sign that you are an overcomer. You should be conscious of it and function as one that has these privileges. As one that has these privileges. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, we'll read from verse 11 and 12. Then we'll go to sec, uh, chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. So we're going to be reading Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. First, then later we'll read chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11. We'll read him from the living, New Living Translation. And it says, And so we keep on praying for you. And so, we keep on praying for you that our God will make you worthy of the life to which he called you. So that our God we make you worthy of the life to which he called you. Paul said, I was praying for the Thessalonians. And we should pray for one another. That we function as the living body of Christ. That we fulfill all that God has called us to do. That we don't fall short of what he has called us to do. Irrespective of what challenges or what provision has been provided for us. That we should not become lazy, discouraged. Like we read from Galatians chapter 6 earlier today, verse 9. It said, don't be weary. Don't be weary in doing good. Why? Because you can be weary. You can be tired. This is why prayers for one another is necessary. This is why you need to pray for the territory you live in. This is why you need to pray for your assignments. This is why you need to pray for one another. That they function in their calling. That you function in your calling. That I function in the fullness of my calling. Fulfilling what God has destined for me at this set time to fulfill. If I am not doing what God has come me to do at this time, 
no matter how impactful or how people might perceive my ministry, it's a failure. It's a failure. That our God will make you worthy of the life, of the life to which he called you. Worthy of the life for which he called us. To function in the fullness of it. Your set time. Like we said. You can influence it. You can speed it up. And prayer has a part to play in it. Thankfulness has a part to play in it. How grateful you are have a part to play in it. Function. As the living body of Christ. How did Christ function while he was here? What was he doing? Was his ministry in isolation? No. His ministry interacted with the people. And our ministry must interact with the people. Our ministry must touch lives of the people that live in our community. Our ministry must know that Jesus is alive through us. Our ministry must function in the fullness of the grace that God has provided. Let us finish it. And we pray that God by his power, we fulfill all your good intentions. Hallelujah. He said that God, by his power, through you, we fulfill all your good intentions. That's a good prayer to pray. God, fulfill your good intention through me. All the intentions that I have, that are good, that are beneficial to my brothers, to my sisters, to their community where I live, Father, help me, grace me to affect my community for Christ. He said, and we pray 
that God, by his power, will fulfill all your good intentions and faithful deeds. This is a good prayer. Why? Because your good intentions might be stolen by the enemy, might be hindered by the enemy. People might talk you out of your good intention. Fear might truncate your good intention. Resources might tell you you cannot, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Today, to them that believes. Function. Function as a living, as a living body of Christ. There are some titles of messages that require some response. Function as a living body of Christ. And what is your answer? I will function as a living body for Christ. You see, Christianity is, is a, a life of confession and affirmation. I will try it again. Function as a living body of Christ. I will function as a living body for Christ. If that is the sermon for the day, it's enough. Let it become your consciousness that you are the living body of Christ. And as such, you function as his living body. You are his hand. You are his face. Whatever you do counts. It's either your behavior, your actions, moves the kingdom of God forward or it draws it back. It's either your behavior, your action, make people give thanks to God on your behalf or they run from God and say, that God that that man or that woman says, I don't want to be a part of it. If that is a confession that people have about you, you are not functioning as a living body for Christ. Tell somebody I function as a living body for Christ. I function as a living body for Christ. And he helps me fulfill all my good intentions. He said, we pray that God, by his power, will fulfill all your good intentions and faithful deeds. Verse 12. Then everyone will give honor 
to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because of you. Somebody shout hallelujah. God will be honored through you because you function as his body. He said people will give praise, thanksgiving to God for your sake. He said everyone will give honor to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because of me, because of you, because your good intention, when they are carried out, they cannot but give thanks to God. This is why God has made us his living sanctuary, his mobile sanctuary, touching lives, changing lives, imparting destinies, changing people's outcomes, those that were scheduled for deaths by the reason of meeting you, that shadow of death will be cast out. Those that were scheduled to fail by the reason of meeting you, your grace upon your life will change their destiny from failure to winning. Affecting your community for Christ. You see, as Christians, your emotions will constantly be bruised. Your emotion will constantly be touched, either positively or negatively. But we no longer live by emotions. We live by faith. We live based on the vision and the calling over our lives, based on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for us. He took the worst of shame. And we should be able to do that for our neighbors. The Bible said how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth and he went about doing good. He went about doing good. And as you function, as you function as a living body of Christ, you have been graced and empowered to do good. Wherever you go, somebody say amen. Functioning as the living body of Christ. So then everyone will give honor to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because of you. And you will be honored. Hallelujah. You will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the undeserved favor of our God, which is undeserved favor, grace of God and Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. May God's will be done. May he 
help you fulfill all your good intentions. Second Corinthians. No, first, second Thessalonians chapter two. We'll read in verse five now. Verse five and verse six. He said, don't you remember that I told you this when I was with you? If you read verse 1 to 4, you will know what he was talking about. But for, because of time's sake, he's saying, these people, this was not the first time Paul was sharing this message. He said, when I was with you, I shared these things with you before. Previously, now I am just reminding you. He said, don't you remember that I told you this when I was with you? Verse 6. This is concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The judgment upon those who will not accept Jesus Christ, who will not reverence his presence. He said they will be cast out. From his presence forevermore. Verse 6. And you know what is holding him back. He's talking about Satan. There is a set time for Satan. There is a set time for Satan to be unleashed. There's a set time for the wicked man to reign. Hallelujah. I said there is a set time for the wicked man or for the wicked to be unleashed. There's a set time for him to be judged. Just as there's a set time for Christ to come back with his glory and with his archangels, also there is a set time for the wicked man to be judged. He said, I remember I told you I discussed these things with you about Jesus coming and the wicked man being judged. He said, and you know what is holding him back. For he can be revealed only when his time comes. Who is he talking about? The, the wicked man, the devil, the strong man. This is the man you bind in your prayer. Are you following? He said, your prayer is contributing to holding him back in his chains. Are you hearing me? Your worship is one of the things that is holding Satan back today that he cannot unleash what he intends to do here on earth. I don't know. I said there is a set time for, for the wicked man to be judged. And that wicked man is restrained by the church, the functioning church, the living church, the body of Christ here on earth. We are the one restraining that evil. Do you know how wicked man can be? Do you know how devilish the, the, the world can be if there was no Christianity. 
Okay, let's, let's wind it back a little bit. Let's go to verse 1. I did not intend to, but for clarity. He said, and now, brothers and sisters. He's talking to who? Believers. He said, now, brothers and sisters, let us tell you about the coming again of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered together to meet him. That's clear. All right, verse 2. Please, don't be so easily shaken and troubled by those who say that the days of the Lord are already begun. He said, what? Don't be shaken and troubled. Function as a body of Christ. Do what you are called to do. Keep on holding up the strong man. Keep on declaring, worshiping the Son of God. Keep glorifying the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep testifying that Jesus Christ is Lord. Keep doing what you were called to do. Don't sit back and say, now they said the kingdom of God is coming. I have nothing to do. Keep it there. Verse 2. He said, please do not be so easily shaken and troubled by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Even if they claim to have a vision, oh glory to God, I want you to get this. He said, even if they claim they saw it in a vision, in a revelation, he said, it is not true. Don't let them deceive you. If they have seen it in a vision, mm -mm. even if they claim they have a vision, a revelation, or a letter supporting, supposedly, from us, they might even say, I said it. Paul saying, they might said, I said it. Or we as the council of elders, we said it because they know you know us. You know our voice. You know how we write. To convince you. He said, don't fall for it. Are you here? He said, even if they claim to have had a vision and revelation. How many prophecies are going all around? You know, there are, there are people, prophets and teachers, pastors... Instead of focusing on the work of God, they are now involved in they are now involving their ministry in predictions. They are looking for any country that wants to have an election to find a way to drive traffic. Subscribers. We are not called into a popularity contest. We are called to impart life with the life of Christ. Hallelujah. There is the difference between my father in the Lord and my God in, in the Lord. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? I said there is a difference with, be, between my father in the Lord, that's acceptable in the word of God. And my God in the Lord, 
Did you hear me? There is a difference between my father in the Lord and my God in the Lord. There is only one God. There is no man of God that can be God for you. So anybody that says, oh, you think he's so holy now, so anointed, that is now a God, or you honor him as a God, you have created your own God in a person. Whether you are a Christian or proclaim to be a Christian is wrong. My father in the Lord is different from my Lord. In, you might call him my father in the Lord and treat him as a God in the Lord. Is still wrong. Okay, let me stay with my sermon. That was just uh, something for somebody out there. He said, even if they claim to have had a vision, many it is possible these people do see vision. They, they prophesy. They can tell you who is going to win Nigeria election if there's going to be one. And who will win the U.S. election. Where did God tell any prophet, any pastor, any evangelist, go into all the world and prophesy who will win an election? Go into all the world and predict. How long the family will stay. But he said, go into the world and preach my word, baptizing them, teaching nations to obey and to observe all that I have taught you. Tell somebody function as a living body of Christ. If you are in the prediction business, you should as well be predicting the weather. We don't need weather network anymore. Today is going to snow. Maybe it will snow. Maybe it will not. In case it snows, you are right. In case it doesn't snow, you are still right. Nonsense. Okay, verse 3. Don't be fooled in the Bible. Don't be fooled by what they say. Whether they wear black, black suit, they wear a bada, they wear white suit, it doesn't matter what they say if it's not what the word of God says. Disregard it. That's what verse 2 and verse 1 said. For that day will not come until there is a great uh, rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The man of lawlessness is revealed. The one 
who brings destruction. You following? He said, until this, this man is revealed, and he said, the time that that man will be revealed has a set time. It has a set time when that man will be revealed. The one who brings destruction, verse 4. He will extol himself. Listen. He will exalt himself and defy every god there is and tear down every object of adoration and worship. Is it happening in our days? Are they tearing it down? He we position himself in the temple of the devil. Where is he going to position himself? He will position himself in the temple of God. Claiming that he himself is God. That's how we got to verse 5. So I did your Bible study for you now. So verse 5 said, don't you remember that I told you this when I was with you? Now don't mind them. Go about your business. Go function as the body of Christ. Go do the needful. Go cast out demons. Go heal the sick. Go preach the word in season and out of season. Go tell the good news to others that Christ has come and Christ is coming again. Don't let them deceive you with predictions, visions, prophecies, and play into the gallery of men. Verse 5. said, and you, verse 5, Verse 6, and you know what is holding him back. Who is he talking about? The man of destruction, the man that is lawless, the man that wants to take over the temple of God. He said, the only thing that is holding him back is that his time has not come. He said, and for you, and you know what is holding him back for he can be revealed only when his time comes not until that said time comes he cannot but if you stop praying he can manifest earlier than God intended if you stop worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ testifying and functioning as the body of Christ that restriction he will break loose from it. May that not happen in our days. Tell somebody I'm functioning as the body of Christ here on earth. Well, that's much we can take today. Let us pray. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit of God, help us to live according to your word. Let your word align us 
wherever they have been in misalignment. Father, I pray for pastors, pastors and prophets, evangelists, that they, they live and function as your body here on, on earth. Leaving the distractions and the lust for influence and fame, but focus in your worship. Let them become effective in their duties and for the church of Christ. Father, let your will be done in your church. Let your name be glorified. Let your power be made known through your church. Let the understanding of your word be granted. I pray, Father, that today, that your heavy hand, that your mighty hand, will touch the life of somebody and draw them out of the hand of that lawless man and save them with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father God, that as many that want to function for you as the living body of Christ, that you empower them and grace them to achieve greater results than they would have achieved on their own. Father, quicken the time so that we that are here and remain, Father, will not lose that when the Lord Jesus Christ returns with his archangels. We thank you. We bless you for such a time like this. We declare once again that the month of October is our set time. Every miracle, every testimony, every resources, that is associated with this season, Father, we receive them at this set time. I declare there will not be delay in the manifestation in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody that is destined for healing right now, I declare that that manifestation, Father, will not be delayed. I declare that even now that they are healed and made whole by the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.